Praise the Lord. If you summarize every testimony we have had tonight, it has to do with job, healing, and the goodness of God. So what is that area of your life you are not feeling the goodness of God? All you need to do is to hold on to this testimony and table it before God that, Lord, if you can do it for Brother Evan, you can do mine. If you answer Sister Gold, you can perfect mine. Brother Tony's testimony is a very great one. What happened in the life of Paul is what we just concluded in the home cell study. The life of Paul itself was a testimony. If you look at the testimony of Brother Tony, it's in line with that. And I pray that God will use each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So very briefly, we'll be looking at uh, before then, who can remind me of the team for this year for Bread of Life? Year of, re, year of Revival. We have spoken much about Revival this year. And the year is going to an end and we need to remind ourselves that this is the year of Revival. So to this point, again, I'm speaking about Revival this night. Which I tied to Victorious Revival triumphant restoration. Victorious revival, triumphant restoration. What, what am I trying to say here is that there is victory in revival. And in revival, you have victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will center my message on Psalm 85. Psalm 85. If you have NKJV, New King James Version, you will discover that Psalm 85 is titled Prayer that the Lord will restore favor to the land. Prayer that the Lord will restore favor to the land. That's the title of the uh, title given to Psalm 85 in New King James Version. And when you restore when you restore, it means also you revive. So basically, I can say Psalm 85 is a revival psalm. Psalm 85 is a revival. It's a revival psalm. Turn with me to Psalm 85. Quickly, Brother Matthew. Read verse 1 to 13. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger towards us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear that God 
the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. And let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Praise the Lord. Can I hear amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. Like I said, this is the season of revival. I will pick it verses by verses. I want New King James Version projected. Lord, that thou has been favorable unto the land. That is what the verse 1 is saying. Lord, you have been favorable to the land and you have brought back the captivity of Jacob. When the Lord favors the land, whenever the Lord favors, it restores. It revives the joy in you. And when the joy in you is revived, is that not a victory? When you have the joy, everybody will be asking you, what has happened? Why are you so happy? What is that thing that is bringing you up? Please share this with me. So when the Lord favor unto his land, there is what we call restoration. It revived the joys in us. And in the season of revival like this, God magnifies his favor over his people. What does favor mean? Favors Favorable means to be pleased with, to be accepted. That is, to be acceptable. So we are in the season of revival, and when the Lord favors, the Lord is showing his acceptance to his people. The Lord is showing what? His acceptance to his people. That is why in that verse 1 he said, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto the land. And I want to tell you, brethren, whenever the Lord's favor, he shows his favor on you, the Lord is showing his affection. That is, he's showing his love. He's showing his care unto you. Anytime God shows his love, he shows his love for his people. That's why the second part of the verse 1 says, Thou hast brought back the captivities of Jacob. You and I are the Jacob of today. Because God has favored you. He cares for you. He loves you. And whenever he cares for you and he loves you, he will always grant you victory. I don't know the battle you are facing at the moment that seems like all the mountains that surround Oman or that surround Muscat rather. I don't know that type of battle you are facing. But when the Buddha of Heavenly Father descend upon that trouble, it will disappear. 
That is part of the favor we are receiving from God. That's part of the, the, the love that we receive from God. So whenever the Lord favors, the Lord is showing his authority to his people. His authority is to do what pleases him for his people. That is what God is showing. This is all about the verse 1. He's showing his authority. Let's look at verse 2. You are forgiving the iniquities of your people. You have covered all their sin. Here we can see that the Lord manifests his forgiveness. This verse is talking about forgiveness. Psalm 85 verse 2 says, You have forgiven the iniquities of your people. You have covered all their sins. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back and break it down more. In verse 1, we see what happened when the Lord's favor. In verse 2 now, when the Lord forgives, He restores you back into His fold. Just like uh, the, the, that song. The, the song that went away, that collected His um, portion. The prodigal son, thank you. Just like that, when God shows his favors to you, he forgives you. And he restores you back to his fold. And what does that mean? It means cleansing. He washes you clean. And when you are clean, this is linked to forgiveness. Thou hast forgiven the iniquities of the people. You have covered all their sin. What does covering mean in this one? Cover also can be linked with forgiveness. When you cover, if, if you have a bowl, you want to cover it, you can fill it up. When you fill it up, you cover it. Cover means to fill the holes. You know, every time when we commit sin, the bowl of Holy Spirit in our life, that sin is depleting it. He's putting hole in it. He's putting hole. But this psalm, verse 2, is assuring us that God has covered all their sins. That is, every hole that is being created by our sin because of the forgiveness, God has covered it for us. So the source of Holy Spirit in us that is being depleted by our sins has been covered up. It's just like a, 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 the tube of a tire of a bicycle or anything. Whenever there is hole, the air will go out. You have to take it to Forganiza to repair. But this one, God himself is the one that is covering it. Because he has forgiven you. And you take that forgiveness as something that you will not go back. So every hole in the bowl of our Holy Spirit that have been depleted by sin need to be covered. So the bowl of Spirit of God has been left void and empty by sin. Therefore, in the season of revival, we are victorious. 
Because God has covered it. So when the Lord forgives, He restores you back to His fold. That is consideration. He considers you as a good servant. He considers you as a good servant. The Lord forgot. The Lord forgets what happened. When he forgives you, he forgets what happened completely. Psalm 85, 3 and 4 say, You have taken away all your wrath. You have turned from the fairness of your anger. Restore us, O God, our salvation. And cause your anger towards us to cease. That's what verse 3 and 4 says. You have taken away all your wrath. What does this mean? That is every rage. Why? Because God has forgiven us. Because he has forgiven all our sins. So that is why he has taken away all his wrath. So in the season of revival, this psalm is assuring us that God has taken away his wrath over us. And that is victory for us. That is victory over sin. You have turned from fierceness of your anger. Fierceness means violence, aggressiveness, brutality, the burning of anger. God has turned away from it. So the burning of anger ceases. In NIV, he said, You set aside all your wrath and turn from your fierce anger. This is what verse 3 is saying. Let's move to verse 5 and 6. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Verse 6. You will not revive us. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? There are two besieged questions in verse 5. That is two plead questions. Number one. Will you be angry with us forever? It's a plead question. Will you prolong your anger to all generations? God is God that can, the sin of our father, he can take revenge from first generation to the fourth generation. So that's why David is asking here, will you prolong your anger to all generations? There is a request in verses. Will you not revive us again? Will you not revive us again? And then, that is... Uh, and then, let's see, there is a relationship. He said that your people, this confirms that there is a relationship between us and God. And that your people... May do what? Rejoicing. When you rejoice, that is victory. I've never seen anybody that is sad, that is rejoicing, that people will know actually is sad, except people in the Lord. Sometimes situation may make you to be sad, but you still rejoice because you understand where God is taking you to. Sister India testify here about job. Brother Pastor Frank also testified here about Job. 
When that situation happened, they rejoice. Sister Gold, she mentioned that she got a call. The mother was not breathing. But she rejoiced because she knows the God is served. So whom are you serving? Do you believe in the God that you are serving? Do you believe you have relationship with him that you will rejoice? So true revival only comes from the God who remember us, that is to favor us. True revival comes from the God who recover us by forgiving us. True revival comes from the God who responds to us when we call on him. But we need to humble ourselves. For our victorious revival, we need to humble ourselves before God because God responds to humility with split of revival. Isaiah 57 verse 15. For thus said the high and lofty one, who inhabit eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the constrite ones. So what hardship are you facing that require victory? God responds to hardship with a spirit of revival. That is what Psalm 85 is telling us. Psalm 137 verse 8 says, Thou am surrounded by trouble. You will protect me from anger of my enemy. You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand save me. So what are the elements of this revival we're talking about? Verse 7 of Psalm 85 says, Show us your mercy. Mercy is part of the element of the revival. And grant us your salvation. That is the peak. We all want to be saved. When we are studying the book of uh, Revelation, we were made to understand that there are a lot of mansions. Everything we are here today is not just for the testimony or for the, any other thing, but for us to reign with him, for us to be saved. It's for the salvation. Verse 8 says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Now, number one there is, do you know that revival involves hearing that victory? That's why verse 8 is saying, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. So the Lord has a word of favor for you and me. Amen? Why? For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. And when God speaks to, to your life, when God speaks peace to your life, and you listen and you obey, you are victorious over sickness. You are victorious over any form of trouble. And you are free. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91 verse 1. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge... Even the most high, your dwelling place. When you make God as your refuse and your dwelling place, you are victorious. You are free from sickness. You are free from trouble. But there is a condition. 
there is condition. Verse 8. He said, it says, let them not turn back to folly. What does this mean? Don't go back to your vomit. And what is your vomit? That sin that you are committing. Verse 8 has given condition. But let not turn back to folly. Don't go back to that place that God has pulled you out. Don't act foolishly. The Lord has a word of freedom for his people. Verse 9. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That is another condition. The word of favor to those who fear him. That word, that glory may dwell in our land. So let me tell you, revival involves heeding. That is, listening to. If you really want to be revived, you need to heed to the word of God. You need to listen to what the Spirit is telling you. Your own Spirit can talk to you. It's not necessary that you get it from somewhere else. Your Spirit itself can talk to you. So pay close attention. You need to pay close attention to what the host of heaven is saying. So when the host of heaven pay close attention to you, it is all around victory. Let's jump to verse 11. And righteousness shall look down from heaven. They shall descend from heaven to pay close attention to your request that we revive you victoriously. The righteousness shall look down from heaven to pay attention to that your request. So all your prayers are not in vain. God is there to lift you up. He has commanded the host of heaven to look down and pay attention to your request. And that will make you victoriously, give you victory. So God wants you to see which can be reconciled. Verse 10. Mercy and truth have met. Mercy and truth have met. Have met together. That is reconciliation. Righteousness and peace have kissed. These are signs of reconciliation. God wants to see that which is real. Verse 11 again. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. So, revival involves happy. The Lord will give you good. Thank you, sister. God bless you. The Lord will do what? will give you good. He will perfect all that concerns you. Verse 12. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield increase. And finally, the Lord will guide. The Lord will guide. Verse 13. Righteousness will go before you. If somebody is going before you, what is he saying? He's leading you. He's giving you direction. And shall make his footstep our pathway. Hallelujah. For those of us that have grown up in the farm, whenever it rains, you always, I'm talking about the flooded part now, that if you are not careful, you are not sure where you can sink. So you always look for footpath. You will know that somebody has stepped there, so that if you step, you will know you are stepping on the hard place. So 
Verse 13 is confirming that you will understand the direction. You will understand what? The direction. And when God guides your step, it leads to what? Victory. So, it will be victorious, revival, or true. You will be celebrating. Let's look at quickly, before our time passes, look at some people who have really benefited from this, from the scripture. Genesis 45, verse 27. A heartbroken Jacob. But when they told him all the word which Joseph has said to them, and when he saw the cart which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. I'm sure Jacob will be celebrating. Because of what? Because he has seen the evidence of what Joseph has sent to pick him up. We have the helpless Samson when he fought with the donkey's uh, bone. In Judge 15, verse 19. So God split the hollow place that is, in, that is in Lehi. And water came out and he drank and his spirit returned and he revived. Because what is in the verse 13? Righteousness will go before you and it shall make every of your footsteps straight. So in that judge, Samson got revived because he was near death. Hallelujah. In King, in First King 17, there's this unlucky son. 17, 17, First King 17, 17, it says, Now it happened after this thing that the son of woman who owned the house became sick. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. This appeared to be a defeat, right? But verse 22. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child became, the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. That is, God shows the path. God shows the direction. If you read verse 23, it says, And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house. And gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see your son lives. I'm sure the woman will be very, very happy. will be rejoicing. will be celebrating the victory over death. If there is a gathering like this, he will testify to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Verse 24. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God. And that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Hallelujah. So there's this hopeless soldier in 2 Kings 13 and 21, verse 21. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elijah. And when the man was laid down and touched the bone of Elijah, he revived and stood in his feet. What directed these people to that place because of what God is going to perfect in the life of that man? This is a victory over death. Your situation is not dead. It's not completely off. You are alive. You can testify. You will be victorious. 
So whatever the situation you find yourself, do you think you are so unlucky that you have not been here to testify to the glory of God? Does your situation seem to be hopeless? Remember that soldier and say enough is enough. And say what? Enough is enough. So very quickly, in case you have something you want to say, enough is enough. This night, let's just begin to come out quickly. Our time has gone. Come here to come and confirm enough is enough. And let every situation cease. Let verse 13 of that Psalm 85 be your guide. I call the elders and the home cell leaders and associate leaders to come forward. If you want to say enough is enough, we have little time, about only two minutes more. Please step forward and present it before God and say, Lord, I've come to this altar. Enough is enough. I must be victorious. I must celebrate. I must revive the situation that appears to be a dead situation. Brother, I think you are coming. Come forward, come forward. You want to say enough is enough to that situation? This is your time. You want to lift the name of the Lord Almighty God up and testify to His glory? This is the time. Enough is enough. All these things have to come to an end. Enough is enough. Come before God and tell God that, Lord, this is the situation I find myself. Enough is enough, Pastor Dennis. Home cell leaders. Jehovah. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. My Savior, praise Him Jehovah is your name. 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 He touched my life with his hand. 
Thank you, Father Lord. We bless your name. Lord, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for such a wonderful evening in your presence, Father Lord. Lord, we thank you for the testimonies that have been numerous in our presence, Father Lord. It's a manifestation of your presence in, our, in, in this church, in this victory night, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you because we can pray to you and you answer us, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My prayer, Father Lord, is that this time next month, Father Lord, we will have double testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We will have double testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Father Lord. Thank you for such a wonderful evening. Thank you for the man of God that you use, Father Lord. Lord, we ask that you replenish him. You bless him, Father Lord. Every other person, the choir, the IT, the ushers, Father Lord, you bless them, Father Lord. As we go out, Father Lord, we will go out with testimonies. For everyone that has stood before you, Father Lord, 
hoping for one thing or the other, interceding on one thing or the other, Father Lord. May their testimonies not pass the month of October in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Lord, even as we depart, Father Lord, we ask that you will go with us. Lord, we ask that our joy will be filled, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of our God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah.